Shabbos of Tzadik Tess, we're starting the last line of Tzadik Chesam Abayi's Tanur Abonon, Charutzim Hoyu Kroshim, V'chalulim Hoyu Adonim. The Kroshim were chiseled out, and the Adonim, the socket that went onto the Kroshim, were hollow. So basically, each Kerish had two silver Adonim, which were an Amahai, and fit exactly onto the protrusions of the bottom of the Kroshim, which were formed by chiseling out the Kerish at the bottom to create two wood pegs that would fit into the hollow cavity of the Adonim, and these pegs were made so there was empty space on the right and left of the bottom of the carriage in order that when the Adonim was placed on it, the two adjacent Adonim wouldn't protrude from the one and a half amis of the width of each carriage, so all the crushing would still be completely tight and secure next to each other, and we will send a picture around to explain it further. The Gemara continues on Tzadik Tess Amid Aleph. Like Rashi says, Milsachrit, this is a separate idea, nothing to do with what we spoke about before. But we know that the Urias HaMishkan and the Urias HaOil were the curtains that went on top of the Mishkan. The Urias HaMishkan were formed by 10 separate panels of curtains. Each panel measured 4 by 28 Amis. 4 Amis by 28 Amis. In order to put them together, you took the panels of 4 by 28, you stitched together 5 of them, which would formed a 20 by 28 panel. The other side, you did the same thing, you had another 5 panels, which equal 20 by 28. And now, in order to get them together again, the 5 and 5, you didn't attach them by sewing them, but you actually had... Gold hooks and blue loops, like the Torah says, Makbilois halulois ishalachaisa. And therefore, it formed at the end result a 40 by 28 large curtain. And therefore, when you looked at from the bottom, you looked at the gold hooks and the blue loops, it would look like stars in the Rikia. It had a dark sky with the gold hooks, which looked like stars. That's the idea. And the same thing was by the 11 of the Uriah Sa'il, which was the top Uriah of the Mishkan, or maybe the middle one. But in any case, you had 11 different curtain panels, and each one was 4 by 30, like we said. You attach 5 with sewing, and therefore that formed a um, 20 by 30 curtain. The other one was 6 by, uh, that you formed of 6 panels, which were 4 by 30, so it would be 24 by 30, and now you attach them with the gold um, hooks and the blue loops, and it formed a large curtain of 44 by 30. Turn and Gemara continues. Uriah Satachtainis, the bottom Uriahs, which were called the Uriahs of Mishkan because they were seen from inside the Mishkan, they formed the covering and the roof of the Mishkan, and it beautified the Mishkan inside because it was made, Shal Tcheles, Vishal Agam, Vishal Tcheles, Shal Vishal Sheish. This curtain was made of four different types of material, three of them of wool and one of linen. Three of them was blue, purple, and red wool, and then that was dyed wool, and then sheish is linen. The Yonis and the top curtain, which was Urias oil, which was the oil on top of the Mishkan, it was a covering on top of the Mishkan, on top of Urias HaMishkan, so Shomaisism, that was made of Maisism that they used goats here in order to make that. The Gemara says, The Chachman needed to form and to make the Yonis were much greater than the Chachman needed for Tachtoinis. The Ilum Tachtoinis, the lower covering the Urias HaMishkan, Ksivit says, V'chol Isha Chachmas Bleiv, B'yadeh Atah, we use Lush and Chachmas Leib. They were very smart, wisdom in their hearts. And Rashi says that's a larger idea of Chachma. Tavosizim that they wove the um, hair of the goats in order to form this um, urea, this curtain. But we learned to Bryce, the, the brilliance of doing it was it was not so easy because they had to wash it, the hair of the goat, while it was on it, and then they spun the hair into thread directly from the goat. 
which was a very difficult process. The reason why they did that this way is because once you take the hair off the goat, it starts deteriorating, and this way it made a better quality thread. The Mishnah said, There were two balconies. On one side of Rosh Hashanah, and you pass from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, over to Rosh Hashanah, is that's how they passed the Krashim and Mishkan. The way they set up the wagons when they were traveling, where they were two in the back next to each other, and two in the front of those, straight in front of those, and they took the Krashim and they put it onto one of the wagons, which were over 10 Tvachim high, and therefore it's not considered Rosh Hashanah anymore. It's considered Rosh Hashanah. And then they passed it through, going over the space that was in between the Algolais into the front Agala, which was again Rosh Yachid, so it went from Rosh Yachid over Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Yachid, and that's why Yochayev in that case in the Mishnah, because it's similar to the way it was done in Mishkan. So Amurab Mishum Abchia Agolais, like we saw before, the wagons of the Mishkan, Tachtein, or any Agolais really, under them, Ubenein, or between the two Agolais. And also between the sides. The sides referring to the areas where the wheel were, and we'll send a picture again regarding this. Rishus Ram, that is all considered Rishus Ram. Between the two Agolas of the Mishkan, they used to have a space which was the same space, the same size as the length of each wagon. Now, how much was the length of each wagon? How much is the length of each wagon? Hey, Amis was five Amis. Therefore, the wagons were five Amis long. In addition, between between the wagons of the two wagons that were in the back and the two wagons that were in the front were also five Amis. The Gemari is, Lumli, It should be enough to have the length of each wagon to be four and a half. Like we said yesterday, the crushing were placed on the wagon, the length of the crushing to the width of the wagon. They were either two types of configurations that could be done. Either the first Pshanding Murrah before was that it's laid on its one and a half armor side, the wider side, and you put only three boards on each of them. If you have three boards um, next to each other, it would come out one and a half armors times three, four and a half armors, and therefore in four and a half armors exactly, you could fit the crush them, and you don't have to have a fifth armor. Why do you have to have five armors? In addition, if you played it the way the Gemara comes out, on the Amazon, you actually had four boards, it would actually come out to four Amis. Why do you need four and a half Amis at all? This way, the Krushim wouldn't be able to touch each other and push each other. Even if you put it on the Reichel side, one and a half Amazon side, it would still be four and a half Amis, and then it would be too tight, and therefore you want to make it on the um, five Amis, so therefore you have a lot of space. In addition, like we said yesterday, when it's lying on its depth, which was the Amazon side, then you could put three, four boards on it, therefore it would be four Amis, but you needed space for the rings that were on the Krushim in order to hold the Brichim that were put there in order to stabilize the Krushim. Amr of Rav said, Sidi Agala, Kamloi Reichav Agala, the sides of a wagon are the same as the thickness of the wagon itself. The Kamloi Reichav Agala, how thick was the Agala itself? What was the width of each Agala? Shte Amis Umechzo was two and a half Amis. Now, in order to explain, it's very simple. You have a wagon where you put things into a wagon. On the side, you have the wheels and the spokes and that are sticking out from that side. And therefore, the wagon itself, the middle part is two and a half Amis. Each side was one and a quarter Amis, and therefore the middle was two and a half Amis, the two sides were one and a quarter, which equaled two and a half, and therefore the total width of the wagon was actually five Amis wide, and like we said before, the length of each wagon was five Amis as well. Frankly, why do you need 
that you have that much space, two and a half amas, on the width of the wagon itself, but Amsu Palgasaga, it should be enough, even a am and a half. Now, why an am and a half? Because you're just leaving the Krushim in order to stabilize it on top, on the lengthwise of the Karish, on the width of the Agola. So why do you need two and a half amas for the Agola? Now, Rashi points out, so why do you need one and a half amas? The Gemara is how many is because you could take each Karish and put it either on its one amas side and then it would fit even on the length of the Agola. You could put it that way if they wanted to put it that way. In addition, even if you take the one and a half side, which is the um, face of the Karish, which showed when you're looking at the Mishkan, that one and a half width of the Karish, you would also be able to put it in this one and a half area and that would work out perfectly. So why do you need two and a half amas? The Gemara says, because if you did it with one and a half amas, then it would not be wide enough, and the ten amma board would start tipping and tottering off the sides of the wagon, and now you have two and a half amas, therefore it would be sturdier, and while you're traveling, it wouldn't tip over and fall off of the wagons. The Gemara asks, We know that a Rishis Rabbim is 16 amas wide, and we learn it from the Mishkan, because that's the way they travel in the Mishkan, the Rishis Rabbim was 16 amas wide, in the Mishkan, it was here we exactly where we learn the shear of 16 amas, and it was only 15 amas, because again, you had five Amos of the wagon, two and a half amos was the wagon itself, and two and a half amos was the space of each of the wheels, which is on one and a quarter on each side. That would be five wide. Then you had a space in between the two wagons of five amos, and then you had the other wagon, which was next to it and adjacent to it, of another five amos. Therefore, it would only be 15 amos. So, why do we say Rishis Ram is six amos it's only 15? The Gemara answers, There was an extra amo that was between the two wagons that Ben Levi, a Levi, would be able to stand there in order to catch the crush him if they would be start tipping over, that they'd be able to straighten things out. Rashi points out they would actually stand in the back of the wagon the whole time they were traveling. When they saw that it, there was movement, then they would quickly go between the wagons and fix it up, and therefore it would be 16 Amis. Rashi has a very good question. He says, if the crush him were placed on the width of the wagons and the length of the crush him were 10 Amis, then if you have two wagons next to each other, that becomes comes 20 Amis. should be 20 Amis. And Rashi says the Territ because the Agolis were higher than 10 Tvachim. And therefore, anything above 10 Tvachim is not considered Rishus Ramim. So the Mokim where the Krushim were were actually in a Mokim Torah. It wasn't in Rishus Rabim, And therefore, that part, you're right, had 20 Amis. But beneath that was only 15, or like the Gemara comes out, 16 because you had the space of the Levi. The Mishnah continues with the Alochis of Aitzah. The definition of Rishus Yachid is not necessarily private property has one of three different ideas. Either it's an area that's surrounded by walls, that the wall is 10 Tvachim high, and the area of the Rosh Hashanah is a 4 by 4 Tvachim area, or it could be a, a pillar that's in Rosh Hashanah even, and the pillar itself is 10 Tvachim high, and the pillar, the surface of the pillar is 4 by 4 but it also could be if there's a hole in the ground, a bar, a pit, and that pit has an area of 4 by 4 Tvachim, and the walls of the bar are 10 Tvachim. So our mission starts as follows. If you have a bar, and together with its Cholius, so together with the dirt that's on top of the bar, so it's on the ground level, but it's sticking up and forms walls, and also if you have a cellar, that they're 10 Tvachim high, and they're also 4 by 4 wide, if you take from them and you bring it into Rishis Ram, or you take from Rishis Ram and you place it on the top of the wall of the bar or the wall of the cellar. So, Chayiv Yechai, Pachet became, but if it's less than that area, 
you're going to be potter. The Gemara asks, Lama li misa chulis haba vasela. Why do we talk about chulis haba vasela? Rashi points out the questions like this. If we're talking that we have a complete wall of the bar going up above the bar ten tefachim, and we're talking about that wall, that doesn't make sense because that would be exactly the same case of sela. It must be we're talking about an actual bar that, let's say, the bar was seven tefachim deep, and now you have a wall that surrounds a bar of three tefachim. That makes the bar ten tefachim deep. So, for if so, listen to bar vasela. Why do we have to get into that case? will teach the din of bar and cellar by itself that a depth of ten tvarim or a cellar which is a rock or a boulder that's ten tvarim high is going to be high because it's a rishos and therefore it must be that it's coming to teach you a new din like the din of Rabbi Yechon that when you have a bar, you might think that the only matter you could count for the ten tefach area or the depth of the bar is only the actual bar that is dug into the ground. But maybe the chulyo, the dirt that surrounds the bar and creates a wall above the bar, maybe you can't be mitzvahed because that's above ground. Kamash one, you can count even if you have a bar of seven and chulyo of three or a bar of five and a chulyo of five, you still count it and it becomes ten tefachim and therefore that forms a rishus hayyachin. Tanah we learned to the brayis similarly. Bar rishus if you have a bar that's in Rishis Ram, which now this bar will be a Rishis Yachim because it's a Mukayud, it's 10 Tvachim deep, and it's 4 by 4 Tvachim wide, and you now let it take water. If that bar was, for example, a well and you had water inside, you want to take it out and bring it to Rishis Ram, of course you can't bring it out on Shabbos because you're taking something from Rishis Yachim to the Rishis Ram. We turn to Tzadik Tess Ahmed Beis. Unless you made a mechitza around you, around the person that's standing in Risham, also that is a mechitza of ten tefachim. Therefore, now you created your own rishus yachid, and now you're taking from the bar which is rishus yachid into your rishus which is rishus yachid. That's not a problem. Even if you lean over the bar and you have your head over the bar and you drink it direct from rishus yachid and by rishus yachid, you can't do that midrabbanon. If you only put your head in there, we're worried that maybe you'll take the cup of water. And now move into Rishis Ram, therefore you'll be chayiv and saw the rice, and therefore we didn't allow you to do it. However, if you put your head and most of your body into the Rishis Yachid area of the bar, then you're allowed to do that. That would not be a Xeradrabana. But this is the point that we're talking about. It is exactly like Rabbi Echlan Shito. So the Brysa is a riot to Rabbi Echlan that the bar and its cholya, even the area above it, the wall that's formed with the dirt of the bar, that's Mitzav for the share of the ten some say it's rabble. If you have a pillar in Rishis Ram, that's Gavoyu, that's 10 Tvachim Hai Varach Abdal, and it's 4 by 4 Tvachim, and therefore this forms a Rishis Hayachid. Vizarak, and you throw from Rishis Ram, Vinachal now it falls onto Rishis Hayachid, onto this pillar. Ma'a, what would be a din? Mir, Mirna, Hare Akira, Be'isa, the Akira was done Be'isa, and Hare Anacha Be'isa, and now the Hanacha was also this, because the Akira was in Rishis Ram, the Hanacha was in Rishis Hayachid. Oi, Dilma, no, keep it in Rakab Toka, Asiyaloi. Maybe here it's different because you threw it from Rishis Ram, it went above Ten Tvachim in order to land on something which is Ten Tvachim high. It has to go above Ten Tvachim, and now it falls on a Makam of Rishis Yachid. But in the middle, it was in a Makam Tor because any area above Rishis Rabim, which is above Ten Tvachim, is considered a Makam Tor. So maybe it should be part in this case. Amalei, he responded, Masnisni. It's our mission. We'll see what that means in a moment. Also, Shaila Rabbi Yisrael, he came back to Rabbi Yisrael and asked the same Shaila that he asked to Rabba. Amalei, he also responded, Masnisni. Also, Shaila Abayin, Rabbi Mordechai came 
And he asked Abaya, Amalei Masisi, again he responded that it's our Mishnah. Amalei, so Mordechai said back to him, you're all spitting from the same spittle. Basically, you're all coming up with the same answer, but I don't agree with you. Amalei, you don't hold that the Mishnah is a riot, but it's not. It says on Mishnah first, if you take from these, the oven or the bar, or you place on top of them, you're And the Chayr over there, it's not Neitla Neisen, it's also by Zurich. And there, it's also the same exact case. The oven was a area which was 10 Tvachim high, and it was 4 by 4. And when you throw in from Rishis Rabbim to Rishis Yachid, it's going into a Makkab Tor first, and then landing on it. And you say, Chayv, so Chayv is a perfect Raya. On the way, when Mordechai responded, you could type up the Mishnah, it's referring to a very specific case that what you threw is a Machat. And a Machat, since it's so small, it's not going out of the Rishis Rabbim into Rishis Makkab Tor to get to Rishis Yachid. It's actually going directly to Rishis Yachid. You're right, it's not going to, so far into the Makkab Tor, but it has to go a little bit in order to get on top of something that's 10 Tvachim. You have to go 10 Tvachim and, and an inch. You have to get in some way into a Makkab Tor, and therefore you have the same Shiloh. The Gemara responds where Mordechai meant to Islam Marasha Inami Durami Machuitza. Either that this needle, when it went up on and it went onto this ten tafakira, it actually didn't go on the top of the ten tafakira, therefore it never went into Makaptur. There was an extension on this rock, for example, or this, this beam that was four by four, and that extension wasn't above ten tafakira. But since it's an extension of Rishisu Yachid, we say it's like Tzidei Rishisu Yachid, and therefore you'd be high if it's considered like it fell onto Rishisu Yachid. Or the more secretary says, that actually was a hole in the stone or in this pillar and actually was able to needle went through this, the pillar for example at nine tefachim high it went through it and went all the way to the top on top of the um, on top of the pillar and it landed over there and therefore it now landed on top and it never went into a makapatur in order to get to that point Taisvis and Taisvis Tivim Masla Idilma asks a very simple question. He says in the first paragraph, we said, and that's exactly our case. It went from Rishus Ram to Rishus Yachid, and in between it went to Makub Tur, and we said over there, Yachayiv. So, and we said on Tzadik Bezom Nalf, we just had a few days ago, you are So you do know that it doesn't make a difference, even if you put something above your head and you throw it at that point, you're still going to be Chayiv. And therefore, Taisvis says from Haraparas, a he explains that there's a difference between Kaychai in a Makam Tor, that it's actually going from your Kayach and it's still going from your force, but it went through a Makam Tor, that would still be Chayim. Our Shaila is where it's going down on the way down, and therefore, since you're losing your Kayach at that point, it's Kayach Kaychai, it's just that at that point, this point, the gravity is forcing it down. Maybe at that point, you don't say going through a Makam Tor, you'd be Chayim, and maybe you would be Pater. Gemara continues. If you have a Kaysal that's that's ten tefachim high. The inner of However, this kaisel is not four tefachim wide. Umuk of the camels. However, it's surrounding a camels area which was right next to the rishus ram. Vasor rishus yachid. By the camels having a wall that goes around it, it actually makes it into rishus yachid. Vizarich v'nochal gabav. And now someone throws the rishus ram onto the top of this wall and it fell on top of it. So now you have a nocha on the wall. Now what's it in? Me amrina. Do you say? Even the inner of dalit makub Since this wall, even though it's ten tefachim high, but it's not four. Four by four tvachim, therefore that's a standard makam and therefore you'd be part 
Since this is what caused this commerce to become a Shishiyachid, this wall, therefore it's as if the entire commerce or now the Shishiyachid is filled up with dirt, and now the wall is extended, and therefore it's not anymore a less than 4 by 4 wall. We look at it like the wall is 4 by 4 and therefore it's a Shishiyachid, and you'd be high from going from a Shishiram to a Shishiyachid. Um, Ula, Ula says a little bit different than the question. He says, I have a reason why I'm going to explain it like the second side. Using a kavachayma. What's a kavachayma? Kavachayma. La'acheirim ayis a mechitza. If it's going to make a mechitza for other things, meaning if this is so chash of this wall that it has a halachic ability to make the entire area from a kamel to shesviyachid la'atmul akoshkin, then you're going to say that this wall is not considered shesviyachid by itself. Of course, the wall has to be shesviyachid, and therefore you're going to be chayim. It's menami the same exact thing. Amar b'chiyah ba'ashem amar b'nav b'chinah rabbi tzukam rabbi yechlan kaisel b'shesviyam kavayi yevein rechav abo umukal v'kamel v'asayu shesviyachid hazerik b'nachal gab. Exactly what we just said a moment ago. If you have a bar in middle of the Shisram and the bar was nine Tvachim deep and then you pulled out some dirt, you dug up some dirt and now you take that out and now the bar is actually ten Tvachim and therefore becomes a Rishis Yachin and you take it from there and you put it into Rishis Rabbim. For sure you had Anach in Rishis Rabbim because that was Rishis Rabbim but the question is Do you say that my Akir is also Akir because even though originally it was nine Tvachim and therefore it wasn't Rosh Hashanah, but by the fact that I pulled this out, therefore now it makes it into ten Tvachim deep bar, which is a Rosh Hashanah, and therefore it's almost like Gita Vyadu Bonkechad and Yechayev, Oi, Loi Mechayev. Or maybe you can't be making Akira from something which is not a Rosh Hashanah and consider Rosh Hashanah that Akira wasn't a good enough Akira, and therefore you're going to be Pata. Now, I'm not sure in this Gemara, the it's poshut, that you'd be chayiv in this case because of chayish, because I dug, in, dug, dug out dirt, and digging out dirt from something is considered chayisha. However, we're talking about, are you chayiv and itzah? For sure, on chayisha, you would be chayiv. Others, I think, say that the pshat is that wasn't dirt that was actually very hard to pull out, and therefore it wasn't chayisha, it was loose dirt, and that's why you wouldn't be chayiv. It could be the pshat that they explain it that way is because they want to make sure that if it would be actually such dirt, that would be completely something that you had to dig in and was hard dirt that was attached to the ground, maybe over there we wouldn't even have the Shiloh, for sure it would not be enough to be considered an Akir from a Makam of the Rosh but I'm not sure about that point. Maybe if someone has an idea, they can let me know. The Imtim Salaima, Kim Aglav Mechitza Asar Meikar, Loi Mechayev, if you can say like the Tzad, that you're not Chayev in this case, because you didn't really make an Akir from a Makam of Yod Tvachim, it was actually nine Tvachim, it wasn't Rosh Hashanah, and therefore you don't say Gita V'yadam Ha'achas in this type of case, if you have a bar that's ten tefachim deep, and now you took the dirt from the shesurabim, and you actually placed the dirt inside, and now you made it smaller the amount, and therefore it's not a ten tefach bar anymore; it's a nine tefach bar. Mao hanochas chayvitz v'silug mechitzov adi Do you say by placing the chayvitz that my hanocha made this into something which is less than shesuyachid? Therefore, you're going to be still chayiv. Oi, loy mechayiv. Maybe you say lemaisa can't be chayiv because now I didn't put something. My hanocha was not in a makam that was a shesuyachid. Now keep in mind, Rabbi Kvega points out that Lechayr is the same Shailah as the Shailah before. One is about Akira, one is about Anacha. So why should it be a different? The, the, Rabbi Kvega brings down from Taisis Chesem and Aleph that over there Taisis explains Akira might need a more Chash of a thing than Anacha. Akira is the beginning of the Malach, 
and therefore it needs a better Akira than by Anacha, and that's why we can have a Shaila even by Anacha. But the point is, Tishlam and the Gemara says, we can be Paisha of Yechel and Shaila from what he said himself. The time we learned in the Mishnah, which is going to be on Kufam Lav, Hazarik Abba Amis Bekaisel. If someone throws something on a Kaisel, and we'll see that it's going to be something that sticks to the Kaisel, Lamailam Isar Tvachim, if it lands and hits above Ten Tvachim, Kizarik Bavir, that's a Makam Tor, because it's in Rishis Ram, and therefore the Ave of Rishis Ram over Ten Tvachim is considered a Makam Tor in Yipata. Lamatam Isar, however, if it lands on an area under Ten Tvachim from the ground, Kizarik Baris, it's like you threw it on the ground, and Hazarik Baris, Abba Amis Chayim, when you throw something, an area of four Amis, Yuchayim, Bavinam, but we asked the question, Pahalai Nach, Lamaisa, it wasn't Nach. The Gemara right now thinks that it didn't stick to the wall, but it bounced off. So then the Hanach is going to be within four Amis, not, you never went past four Amis, and the only way you chayiv is Havara of Dalar Amis. himself said, We're talking about a fat fig that actually was sticky and it stuck to the wall. By that hitting the wall, and it's considered part of the wall at this point, like we're saying with the dirt that's going into the bar. And the Mishnah said, even if it would be Mitzumtemes. And now that sticks to the wall, it becomes part of the wall. And Lechaira, now it didn't go four Amis. It went less than four Amis, and therefore you should be part of Why do you say over there, it says, over there, the Dvela, the fig, you never were going to move of course, you're going to take it off the wall eventually and you want to eat it. And therefore, you can't say it becomes part of the wall. It's in its own area. It was not on something that was four amas away and therefore it is actually going to be chayiv. Over here by the dirt, once you put dirt in there, you're leaving the dirt there and therefore now the area is not ten tefachim deep. It's actually nine tefachim deep and therefore you should be part of it. If you have a a platform, a board, and it went onto a peg, and the peg was ten tefachim high, but it wasn't four by four, and therefore that peg prior to this point was a makom tor. At this point, once you put the daf on there, now the daf forms an area, and actually that area it says good aches mechitza. The mechitza goes all the way down from the perimeter of the board, and it forms a, a complete. Um, area of a pillar that's four by four and ten tefachim high, and therefore, since it was ten tefachim, now it's almost like the daf is sitting on a platform of four by four and ten tefachim high, and therefore the chayyish bichayim. And the Gemara asks, "My Kamerayle, what's the shaila of Rava? Hanochas chayfitz vasiyas mechitz ba'adadikasu hayin rabbeichan. If the shaila is when you place the chayfitz down at the same time, it's forming the mechitza in order to make the hanocha a good hanocha, and the shaila is considered a proper hanocha. That's a clear. The second case of rabbeichan, it's exactly the same shaila. The Gemara says, 'Ki Kamerayle Rava. Rava is saying even if the second shaila of rabbeichan, saying in Tim Salaima, like Rashi says, even if you're going to say in the second case of rabbeichan that hanochas chayfitz vasiyas mechitz ba'adad.'" You're not chayiv in that case, but here could go into zorik daf bechevitz algaba. The person threw a board, and there was a chevitz on top of the board. My, what's it then? Kiyun about that also kanachus chevitz vasiyus bechitz dami. Do you say that since they came at the same time, therefore it's like kanachus chevitz vasiyus bechitz dami, and it's not considered hanacha like we explain lefiar beichan? I deal more kiyun like efshalay lemidle porto. The chevitz on top board must have bounced up for a draft for a moment in time when you place it there, and therefore v'hadudayich and then. Then it's like you made the mechitza first, and then you place down the chayfitz, and therefore maybe in that case you should be chayiv. The Gemara ends off that with a takeo, and we will stop over here.